enchanté. Welcome back, everyone, to another Two Tight Ends podcast. I'm your co-host, Connor, and with me is a man whose hopes and dreams are just as real as Bishop Sycamore. It's Neil. <laughs> you assume I have hopes and dreams. <laughs> well, that's why. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. There you go. I, wait, actually, I forget. Did it come out that Bishop Sycamore is real? But they just lied, or it's? it's I thought like, I thought they are real, but they just lied about literally everything. Okay, that's what I thought, but all the memes are like it's fake, you know. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Because I thought like memes are great. They're the memes. yeah, the memes are terrible. Like some guy on there is like twenty five years old or something. I don't know. I th- there's a lot of yeah. rumors coming out. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> I love I love the response from IMG Academy. They're posting like when you uh what is it they said it's like when you just beat a whole team of grown men and they're all just like dancing on the field. <laughs> or um. What was it? Oh, I saw. I think NFL memes posted. Um, uh, Manti Teo's girlfriend goes to Bishop yes. Sycamore or whatever. Oh, yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, they gosh! It was, like, it was like Manti Teo, and he was like, "Oh, my girlfriend went to Bishop Sycamore." <laughs> they will not let this man. Oh, he apologized. How how are we in 2021 and still making Manti Teo memes? Still, and they're still funny. Not gonna lie, they are still funny. Well, the other thing too is like, why are we? I don't know why we got to blame Manti. It wasn't his fault. What about Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> no, about getting catfished. Like it's, it's the oh yeah. Dude's fault. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. Well, we wanted to let you guys know uh, we actually already pre-recorded the preview show uh, for the AFC and the NFC East. Um, but we spent way too much time talking about the Patriots and and some other teams, but mostly the Patriots. Um, so honestly, that's just going to be the pretty much the whole episode this time. Just just wanted to give a little intro to you guys. Um, yeah, like thanks again for Brett uh, to Brett for coming on. Uh, he was a special guest this week. Um, but yeah, Connor, anything to add before we uh, before we push it on to the preview? Nope, just, yeah, again, thanks to Brett, our resident soccer expert slash uh, producer brother. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) where I was going with that. But, um, yeah, special thanks to him and uh, super excited about this preview. I think it was uh, we had had some good conversation with this one. I liked it. Yeah, good conversation, some good yelling at each other. It was a good time. Um, But, yeah, that's going to do it, man. I I mean, all this means to me is we're so close to football season. I'm so excited. I know. I can't Um, wait. We have a – we have a league with uh, Varsity and some other guys um, that Varsity put together. So we got that draft tonight, and yeah. I cannot wait. Yep, first draft for me. Is it first draft for you? Uh, it is first draft for me. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then I have a one with my family that we do every year that I can't remember if I got set or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My uncle always sets up like the last minute. So yeah. yeah, I got two tonight, actually. I got that one and then some other ones. But Whew, we're excited, man. Um, but again, thanks for everybody uh, for listening and enjoy the preview show. All right, guys. Now we're just going to move right along to the uh, NFC and AFC. Um, oh, I wrote North in here, but I meant the NFC and AFC East. I'm pretty excited. We got uh, we actually have a few guests as well. Obviously, our producer, uh, Varsity Connors here. He's a big Dolphins fan, so we'll get into it a little bit. And we also have 
his brother, his guy reigning uh, or cowering in varsity Connor Shadow. It's Brett. I was expecting the, our resident soccer expert, and you're gonna throw it off. But you know, you know I get yes. called in for a celebrity feat. <laughs> yeah, the man who really dumbs down soccer enough for us to get understand it. Yes, we appreciate well, I'm not you. Gonna I and still stays it. dumb and everything else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, let's let's start with the AFC East here. Uh, we'll start with the number one team last year, the Bills. They were 13 and three last year. Uh, on that strength of schedule. Um, ranking, they are they have the twenty third toughest schedule this year based on opponents' uh, records last year. Uh, really, this offseason, not too too much going coming in and out. Um, they've signed Jacob Hollister, Emmanuel Sanders, Mitchell Trubitsky, um, some key departures. We're looking at like John Brown, Tyler Croft, Quentin Jefferson, the D tackle there, Josh Norman, and Trent Murphy. Um, but I think the biggest stories on the offseason, really, they're resigning. I mean, they kept Matt Milano, kept Daryl Williams. They got Feliciano. Um, the, Bless you. <coughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think like I said, that's kind of the bigger stories is um, is the re-signings. Matt Milano's great linebacker there. They, they locked him up for the next four years. Um, I like what they're doing. Now, I have to say, Mitchell Trubitsky as a backup to Josh Allen – kind of perfect no we're talking about the mvp Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> exactly exactly no i i think it's just their play styles are kind of similar i think so you don't have to like change too much obviously mitchell Trubisky is a drop-off but for a backup not too bad for for no i think that's a great backup yeah yeah, yeah that's i a... agree i really i really like the pickup of uh sanders too and yeah. i would say they had a good draft i'd say they drafted pretty well yeah, yeah, a solid draft, and I love the Sanders pickup. I mean, you lose John Brown, I replace it with Emmanuel Sanders. I actually really like that. Still have Stefan Diggs, still got Josh Allen. I mean, again, not too much happening in the offseason, but everything's staying the same to a team that was 13-3 and last year. And Josh Allen also, on you, that. You said the, the, the biggest uh, story of the offseason, the biggest addition, the biggest, I guess, whatever, the offseason was those additions. But I would say the biggest story of the offseason is all the uh, COVID controversy with Cole Beasley. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely big there. Well, um, didn't, didn't they lock down Allen, too? Yes, that's true. They they extended him. Yeah, I was about to say they locked him down for a lot, a lot of money. A lot, a of, lot money. of money. But deservedly so. He had arguably an MVP season. I mean, he was a vote of the MVP, but um, he was right there. I think he was number two. And yeah, might as well pay him now. Yeah, yeah, get him locked up there. And like I said, I mean, a 13-3 team, not really changing a lot, keeping the continuity there for the most part. And um, I think their season is looking good, especially in this AFC East, which is uh, there. there's some highlights, there's some lowlights, but we'll see how it goes, you know. <laughs> Do you know who they might who they got to replace Josh Norman, though? No, like, but I – Looking at the – I mean, they drafted a, a corner, but – Let's see their depth chart Oh, that could right be something, here. though, because that was kind of nuts having Josh Norman in a – I mean, they they is still it, have Tredavious White. LSU, is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah Tredavious White is the other guy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it was a good one-two thing because Josh Norman, like, kind of like under the radar, but he was still good mm -hmm. last year. It looks like their starting right cornerback is Levi Wallace. Yeah, I mean, eh, it's a little bit of drawback there, mm -hmm. but 
I'd, I'd agree with you guys. Like, I think they had a pretty good, like, Aussie. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, Varsity, do you have anything to add about the Bills? They're probably the only team that scares me. They they got better. I think their defense is going to be a lot better this year. I think having that playoff experience from last year is going to make them better. They are a frightening team when they play at home. I, I think more people are talking about them now, but I think they are an under-the-radar uh old dark horse i think that they have they have they match up really well with a lot of the other competition in the conference so mm-hmm. weakness in what they've done in this offseason i think they've i think they've done everything right and they seem to be on the right path for the first time since uh the bill clinton administration so <laughs> uh good for them yeah yeah i agree i think i think they might can match up with pretty much most teams i would i would think like their offense is really nice their defense is coming along um yeah i like them a lot uh, we'll move on to the second team in the division, and I'm actually going to hand it over the mic to Varsity Connor here because we're talking about his Dolphins. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins, they really have over, they really overachieved since Brian Flores has got in there. I think they have, they have a, they have a record of overachieving. So I'm really excited about the coming of this year. Obviously, they drafted uh, Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. That's a huge one mm-hmm. as well. Um, adding to that receiving core. So, yeah, I mean. Dolphins are kind of on the up and up right now, which is really exciting. Yeah, their defense is young, but pretty solid. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, like, pretty solid pickups to sure up that wide receiver. Court. I mean, and Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is still a solid receiver. Right, that's what I'm yeah. saying. To add to, add, yeah. to add to that. So that's really nice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that already existing receiving core. And then you put those two on top right. of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their offense is looking pretty good. Uh, defense is pretty young kind of up and coming but i feel like it got a little bit i don't know they lost shock shack lawson to a trade i mean they traded him away and then they cut kyle van noy uh they're paying him a little i feel like jalen phillips uh out of miami was pretty good like pick up like to kind of try to replace those yeah i mean the number 18 pick there we'll see how the rookie fares there i mean yeah i don't think i don't think lawson and van noy are the biggest uh losses ever but i do think that i mean especially because they're both edge players i think that it's a question mark there will their rookie help we'll see um but i'm not too worried about it i think obviously the biggest question is how, how what is what two are we going to get this year um he's a little inconsistent last year to be expected his first year coming back from an injury too and he's rookie season so and i mean fitzpatrick in and out with fitzpatrick there so um i don't know uh, uh jv what, what are your thoughts on tua in his coming in his second year um, I'm excited for it, honestly. I mean, he looked – he started to look more solid at towards the end of the season, right? So, like, I think if that just carries over and he just kind of takes the confidence that he, he began to show and has that rollover basically to this season, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high on him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Varsity, what, what are your take on Tua right now? I think a lot of the, the people panicking last year – was super overblown for really next to no reason. He's cut. He came off of a, a borderline career ending injury, uh, a rookie year during the middle of a pandemic with no training camp, no preseason, no real off season program to speak of. And he still comes in with a perfectly fine winning record. And you miss the playoffs by one game. Now people are going to freak out saying, Oh, well they benched, they, they constantly were moving him in and out for Fitzpatrick. But from my perspective, the only reason they were doing that was to put the team in the best position to win. It's not that necessarily that Tua couldn't win those games per se, at least in my mind. Say It's just that when you're a team that were, that got as hot like the Dolphins were last year, 
And if you're Brian Flores, your goal is to get this team back to the playoffs and back on track as quickly as possible. You're not going to sacrifice, uh, you know, an easier win or an, a winnable game down the stretch for the sake of, well, got to develop this rookie quarterback. Like, I think in his mind, he's trying to he's trying to win right now. So the kind of the shift between him and Fitzpatrick, like having a having a star, a starter and then a closer and quarterback, I didn't mind it so much. I think they I think there are plenty of games where one outshined the other. Um, but I think ultimately those moves, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a uh, how do I put this like a, a penalty thing. It wasn't like, oh, well, two is doing horribly. So we got to go back to Fitzpatrick. We got to ride mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick the rest of the year or it's not. Oh, well, Fitzpatrick had a bad game. So now he cannot get on the field ever again. I think it was a, a good enough balance. And I think it was for the betterment of the team. And I think ultimately that kind of experience, I think, will do better for Tua. I think it's a learning experience like, hey, just because we took you number five, it doesn't mean you are above all else. And I think that Flores has done a great job in Miami doing what a lot of the uh, a lot of the, uh, the the Belichick disciples have failed to do. And that's establish a good culture that isn't just well, isn't just, well, I am the boss and, and you have to listen to me because I'm the boss. I think by being able to take your quarterback out at any given moment and replace him with someone and still be in a good enough position to win. I think it sends the message like, Hey, this team is truly about, we are going to play the best guys. We're going to do everything we can to put the team in a position to win. There really isn't any, you know, politics uh, involved there, which I can appreciate. Uh, I think this year you'll see Tua. I think he'll take that next step forward. Now, do I think he's going to come in and be Patrick Mahomes? No, I think it's still going to be a growth process. I think there's still a couple more steps to where he before he reaches his full potential. But I think, I think he's going to come along in his growth this uh, season. Yeah, yeah, and they brought in Jacoby Brissett, and I don't think he's there to oh oh the game winning drive. Let's put him in. No, I don't. I think he's there just in case Tua goes out. You know, so yeah. Jacoby Brissett is there for 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 backup, and he's there for end of the half you need a 70 yard hail mary and you don't want to hurt your other qb's qb you throw jacoby in there he just slings one down there exactly maybe someone catches it exactly uh brett did you have anything else to add about miami before we move on no nah, connor kind of like hit everything i was thinking on the head it's really just yeah yeah what he's um, what he said yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah smart things got kind of super paying attention to the miami dolphins <laughs> there you go Nah, but yeah, that was kind of the same thing. I was like, I thought everybody was kind of overreacted to it. He had a good, pretty solid preseason coming yeah. off it now. He really didn't have a whole lot to do. So, yeah, I mean, basically the same thing Connor said. Yeah, it's his team now. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Patriots. Seven and nine last year. Really weird year for them last year. But uh, this year, their strength of schedule is ranked 19th. Um, they. They had a crazy offseason, man. I think in the first, what, three days, they had spent the most money in, out of any team. Yeah, um, so, it was wild. Something like and that. Yeah. Breaking news today, as we're recording this on August 31st. Oh, yeah. With, so, oh, go ahead. <laughs> with one of the key departures of Cam Newton getting released. Yeah, Cam Newton got released. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming at all. I don't think anybody did, really. Um, but... I didn't see him getting released. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I could see them maybe making Mac Jones the starter, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't I just didn't see them completely cutting him. But I mean then again, that's what the Patriots are kind of known for is mm-hmm. is very very cutthroat operations there. So that's true. That uh, stupidity with the with the COVID mishap was his doom. 
that <laughs> that was what did him in because everything up until that point from the beat writers from the NFL national media was wow this is really kind of neck and neck man Mac Jones looks all right but can he outdo Cam Newton and then you have you have the beginning of well Cam Newton goes and he says oh, I don't know about being vaccinated and you know I'm not going to disclose that if I'm vaccinated or not, which, you know, I won't say it's because, just because, you know, he didn't get the vaccine because there's plenty of players out there that, you know, clearly have not gotten the vaccine and are still going to be on a team. It's because, you know, oh, he violated he violated the rules of if you're unvaccinated. And then his reasoning for his 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 reasoning or excuse for violating the rules was, oh, my bad. I, I didn't know. Like, I think that moment is when Bill Belichick's like, yeah, this ain't going to work. <laughs> this, this, is, this isn't going to work if you can't read the damn rules. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought it was maybe because Bill finally started following on Instagram and saw the dumbass font he uses to <laughs> write all the posts. Finally, like, yeah, you know what? This ain't going to work. No, it was according, according to that, uh, that Patriots uh, that Patriots uh, radio host. No, nah, it's because he listens to the hippity. Yes, it's, the, it's the hippity, hippity. <laughs> having fun and colored skin. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. still can't get over the fact that the dude with the QBR statistically worse than Jamarcus Russell, despite playing double his career, is out here criticizing what it or saying what it is and it and doesn't make a successful quarterback. That was the wildest part about of a me. former he, MVP too. Yeah, <laughs> a former a former MVP. This dude has a worse and rookie of the year too, no? Yeah. Didn't he win rookie of the year? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he did have rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> when I saw that come out, I was like, if that ain't the most like boomer white guy take I've ever seen. <laughs> but that was a big, big uh, news today. Um, but let's get into some of your other additions. Again, they spent a lot of money this off season, and they had some pretty good pickups. Um, they picked up a Brett's favorite, I'm sure, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Nelson Aguilar hater directly. Oh, not directly. Mostly. Okay. All right. Just indirectly. Uh, they also got Kendrick Bourne. Um, they signed Hunter Henry and Matthew Judon. Signed Jalen Mills, Johnu Smith, Kyle Van Noy, that we were just talking about for the Dolphins. They spent a lot of money this offseason and some really nice pickups. Um, their defense last year wasn't that bad. It's just their offense just could not score really. And I think they addressed that a lot. They got a bunch of new wide receivers, a bunch of tight ends. Um, they got the Mac Jones in the draft and I guess he's the starter now. He looks, he looks pretty decent in, in preseason so far. We'll see how that translates. Um, seven or nine last year. I, I mean, it's the Patriots. You kind of expect a lot for them, right? Yeah, but you expected a lot from them when Brady was at the helm, right? Now it's kind of like, Oh, you know, the first two weeks or three weeks of last season, everyone mm -hmm. going, oh, see, we don't need we don't need Brady. It wasn't about Brady. It's the mm -hmm. system. It's all about the system. It's all he was a product of the system. And then after week three, we all saw what happened. Yeah. Well, that's so, the thing. OK, I guess. I how do you think there's an excuse for Patriots fans this year? And I guess that excuse, the biggest one would probably be Mac Jones. Like, as far as, like, oh, Belichick is a great coach, right? Or is if they suck this year, is, is like, Bel if, are, is the I world moves coming down to Belichick? Is, is he that great if he, if, like, they suck this season? Is he, like, a guru for cutting in a former MVP to have an unproven rookie, uh, like, start their game? And if they suck off Mac Jones, someone could hit him with the, oh, like, 
you had a former MVP, like you could have made a different decision, or you could have at least kept Cam Newton on the roster. Maybe, yeah. Knowing you had a rookie like quarterback. Yeah, I think the problem with Cam is, I mean, obviously, as suffering through some of the Cam. I mean, obviously, Cam was a great quarterback for the Panthers for a lot of years, but I also had to suffer through a lot with Cam Newton as well. So it was a very love hate relationship while he's there, mm-hmm. and just from kind of i guess that my somewhat inside perspective on seeing him on a team i love there's a lot more off field antics to cam newton that really just does him no favors so yeah he's a former mvp yes he's a good quarterback even could be even a great quarterback you know a lot of the injuries and stuff like that uh really diminish that talent somewhat Mm -hmm. but or that ability but of of that though you said so like he could be a great quarterback and everything and if yeah. we're talking about the Patriots, because, I mean, like, yeah, Cam Newton, like, I understand all that shit. But Cam, if we're talking about the Patriots as a team, or, like, if will they be a disappointment and it was, like, Brady was really, like, the magic there, it would be, like, huge on Bill Belichick. If you're sitting there, you're like, all right, you stunk again this year. You drafted a quarterback that may, may or may not play out. And then you also might have had Cam Newton on your team that you could have at least kept around – so you don't have to use your third string if Mac Jones started sucking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So like I think I think actually like if I if I'm a if I'm a Patriots fan and I don't get ten wins this season, I'm starting to question shit. Because yeah, also if you think about <laughs> if if Bill Belichick is uh is also like in charge of whoever they get and everything, it's an offseason where like Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are both great tight ends, but they're also the best receivers on the team. Like I'm thinking who's on like the Patriots right now as receivers. If Nelson Aguilar is your best receiver, then Nikhil Harry, <laughs> it's J- James White's their best receiver. <laughs> yeah, probably. And he only plays on third down. Right. <laughs> so like you, you go out, you draft more running backs cause they got the one dude from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, they traded Sonny Michelle too, but like you go out and get running backs, you go out and do all this stuff. Like I'm looking through. Did they draft a receiver? No. Like mm-hmm. they or the oh, Trey Nixon from UCF at the in the seventh round. Right, but it's like right. and Dante Moncrief. I think like for like what they had last year. I guess like in a bigger role, he did a little better than I would have personally thought he would. I thought he was a little <laughs> bit more washed up off that. But like they went out and got tight ends and mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean their, their defense is always insane. But like I feel like I'm gonna, you're gonna get a lot of Patriots games this year that are 13 to like 10 17 10 kind of garbage th- things and they, they might make it difficult for a couple people in the division could even like maybe steal one if like josh allen had a bad game or something but like i don't if, if you don't get 10 wins this season as a patriots fan i'm getting a little worried mm-hmm. yeah I, I, no i agree with what you're saying i think i think the legacy of bill Belichick will somewhat hang on this season not not his overall legacy obviously no it's not gonna hurt him but it's gonna be like well brady was definitely the goat because it wasn't really all bill belichick it's gonna tarnish his his reputation a tiny bit you know um but yeah no i totally agree with you that it really the i don't know just just the this the idea of bill belichick being this like you know the goat of like making moves and this incredible coach a lot of a lot of that is kind of hanging on the season, like from last season. Well, I can't I, believe I mean, you're going to make oh, me yeah. go up here and defend Bill Belichick. You're <laughs> no, making no, no, me no. physically ill right now that I might have to defend Bill Belichick. No, no, no. Because my big thing is, I have this whole psychotic break in my brain where I'm like, 
if Bill Belichick kind of like stinks it up this year and like maybe, maybe coaches like one more year. You want him on the Eagles. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what you're going for. It is still related to the Eagles, though. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish my conspiracy. But now if Patrick Mahomes afterwards goes and kills it with Andy Reid as the coach, Andy Reid is the GOAT coach. Oh, that's what you're saying. If, 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 if Mahomes ends up winning more than three Super Bowls with the Chiefs and Andy Reid is the coach, Andy Reid is the goach, goaded coach. Because Goach. I like Goach. That. I like Goach. The, the Goach. You like that too. The Goach. Okay, that's a great. Goach, that is anyway. a that is a great discussion. We'll have to have another time. Uh, Varsity, <laughs> I want your final thoughts on the Patriots, and we'll move on. Okay, so the, here here's what I got on the Patriots. Uh, one, I don't. Again, I think people are kind of overreacting to uh, when, when you're call when you're when people. Oh, I see a lot of people calling out Bill Belichick. You know, for these last. Uh, the last two years when this by two years I mean this season and last season where Brady is Brady's leaving, I can say yeah criticize him for his personnel moves because I if there's one thing that I think Bill Belichick has always struggled with is that is physically bringing in players when he, the players are there boy he can make them work like nothing else but getting players to the Patriots has always I think been a weakness of his that's one number two I don't think his um. I don't think his legacy is as contingent on this season or even next season as a, a lot of people would, would claim it to be. Uh, I think, yeah, Brady deserves a lot of credit for the dynasty in New England. Belichick deserves just as much, if for nothing else, because that out of that first block of Super Bowls, that first block of Super Bowls, people forget it was their defense of the Patriots that really made the difference in a ton, in a ton of those Super Bowls. They don't beat the greatest show on turf if their defense isn't knocking out everyone's teeth. They don't beat they don't beat the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles if the defense isn't on point. That was uh, those are all time defenses for sure. Yeah, those are all time yeah. defenses. So I think that's a credit to Bill Belichick. I don't think you can I don't think you can say well they were all Tom Brady because if that defense isn't there, Tom Brady is not out dueling Kurt Warner in two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, I would not say in, not in, happening. In favor of Bill Belichick or a little bit it's like if he finishes out his career strong with new england even taking them to the playoffs a couple more times and if hangs it up or like makes a late push with whoever he does then it's a lockdown that he's a goat you're gonna need 10 super bowl rings to like go go out and be better than bill belichick as a coach but if he finishes it out kind of shitty there will always be the asterisk that'll be like well yeah tom brady and that's why you were good yeah that's fair and i think but it leaves just... room for another coach to come in and be like considered the greatest coach if if, right. if he finishes out strong he's locked down for it but I, I'll, I'll 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 preface this with uh, he's not the greatest coach of all time until he beats don shul's total win record so there's that anyway <laughs> uh anyway that's another discussion but all right <laughs> patriots uh here's the patriots offseason moves i'm looking at them and i'm getting uh flashbacks to the Dolphins in in like the uh, mid two thousands, where they'd spend all that money in free agency, and everyone in the fandom would be convinced that we are we're back, we're ready to go. Looking at who they brought in, Hunter Henry, good. What's his problem? He's injury prone. Jonu Smith, wow, great year last year, but he was pretty much a, a, just another guy in the NFL prior to last year. I'd do great too if I'd play actions with Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's too. Van Noy from Miami, 
the Van Noy, when Miami got rid of Van Noy, it was a little bit surprising. But when you look at the numbers, he was, I don't want to say just another guy, but he was just maybe a little bit above average. I, he I, like, was getting, I don't think he was getting paid more. Like he was getting paid like he should be more than what he wasn't worth that money. Right. Thank you. Yes. That's what he, he was. That's, exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly it. He wasn't worth the money. And I look at all these, these, these pieces that, that they're bringing back. It's like, Oh, look at all these former Patriots that are coming back into the fall. I'm like, cool. But I don't think that fixes the problems from last year. Cause the problems last year were mostly on the offensive side. When Cam Newton, before Cam Newton caught COVID, I th- and that's the other thing with Cam Newton, the Cam Newton stuff, is he was the two different quarterbacks last year before he caught coronavirus and after he caught coronavirus. Like, two yeah, different guys. Yeah, the Patriots guys. run game looked insane. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the problem was their offense. They didn't have much weapons in receiving core. Their offensive line was exploitable. And I look at their schedule this year, and I look at what they've added, and I it doesn't give me that much confidence. I think it's good for another win or two like i don't think they're going to be you know licking the bottom of the barrel with like the jag well except when you ask uh jv the jags and the uh (laughs) the the, the texans and you know these other teams i don't think they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel there with them but i also don't think that they're ever going to be realistically in the picture for the playoffs i think the afc is the most loaded the conference has been since the 70s. There's my hot take. And I don't see the Patriots ever being in a realistic shot to even, uh, you know, sneak into the playoffs. I, I think they're, they're going to struggle against some of those better teams. And like, and like Brett had said earlier in this segment, I think, you know, they're going to struggle to put points on the board. I think it's going to be a lot of low-scoring games. I think, the D, I think it kind of – I think they're going to be kind of similar to, like, what we discussed about the Saints a couple of weeks ago where – yeah, their defense is going to be above average to good, but if that defense is on the field for you know the majority of the game, it won't matter how good they are. They're going to be exhausted. I don't I don't know if this Patriots offense uh, can put up points, and that, that's probably where I'm concerned the most with them. Mac Jones has a pick a game in him for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, there's agree. no, I don't. He can he can throw like four touchdowns, and at least one of them is going into another player's hands. Yeah, that's fair. for sure. And I know, sorry, Neil, I know you want to move on from this, but I just I just caught something as I was looking at the key additions where they picked up Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, two, like, notable tight ends. I know, I know from, you know, Varsity just made some really good points about them, but two notable tight ends. This just makes me feel that Bill Belichick is also now possibly, potentially, turning into, like, the Phil Jackson of the NFL where he just wants to keep running the two tight end set because of how <laughs> dominant they were back in the day with, like, you had – you know Gronk and making a murderer on each side so like yes sir I, I mean I mean they, they were so they were so dominant with that that two tight end set and then even after Aaron Hernandez was off the team for obvious reasons like Martel's they were still, yeah yeah exactly Martel's Bennett like they were, they were so dominant with that two tight end set that it just makes me think like oh let's just run the triangle the triangle wins everything I, I won the you know we're in the triangle in Chicago when running yeah. the triangle in triangle LA bitch. like the triangle wins everything that's what this reminds me of right here now. Uh, the other fair point that you said is that he loves running two tight end set, and so do we. But we have officially we, <laughs> we have officially talked about the Patriots way too long, so we need yes. to move on to yes. the. Oh boy, let's just skip them. Okay, I guess we have to talk to them. The Jets. See, it makes sense. It makes sense while we were dragging out the Patriots. We were really trying to avoid <laughs> we were, this. We were procrastinating. Yes. Uh, the content was deflating a bit too towards the end. <laughs> the Jets were. <laughs> 
Jet- yeah. God damn it! That, you should have taken that long to get that joke. That was that was a half a dad joke at best. Yeah, he was he was on two day two day shipping on that joke. Oh my god. Okay. Well, <laughs> you guys, uh, the Jets I'm sorry, win. Neil, you can finally get to the Jets. The Jets went two and fourteen last year. This year, their upcoming schedule uh, is ranked 19th in the strength of schedule. Uh, some key additions here. They got Sha- Shaq Lawson from the Dolphins, Vinny Curry, Telvin Coleman. Corey Davis was the big signing there, uh, the wide receiver from the Titans. They obviously drafted Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick. Um, they had a pretty solid uh, pretty solid draft as well, I would say. Um, obviously, some key departures there. They traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers. Woo woo. Um, they lost uh, why why are you cheering because <laughs> he's a panthers fan i don't know if you remember that and because he's just excited to see sam darnold escape the torture that he's been in. yes the the concentration camp that is new jersey uh, <laughs> uh yeah they also lost uh joe elite quarterback flacco um and i think the biggest loss is frank gore really let's be honest um, what is he number three of four overall in rushing yards? I think now he's still, yeah, something. he's or still, he's, he might be even uh, closer than that. Yeah. Well, he's creeping up on Walter Payton. He'll yeah. get there. I thought he was like barely any away from Walter Payton. Well, uh, somebody look it up while I explain some more about the jets. Uh, they had an abysmal, an abysmal season last year. Obviously that's how they got the second overall pick this year. Uh, I mean, there's some hope in the franchise just for Zach Wilson coming in there. But honestly, this year, what I mean, I, I don't really see a lot that they're doing. I mean, is this trying... like a, a Mormon trust issue thing for you? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> can't trust him anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he, he's looked pretty solid in preseason. I'm excited to see him. It's just the problem is he's on the Jets. Honestly, I think <laughs> I really I, I'm not happy that he's on the Jets because I, I think he is potentially going to be a good quarterback but maybe he'll he'll transcend that and he'll be actually be good on the Jets we'll see um but I just don't think they really have a lot around him their offensive line is garbage and they really they they got um uh, Vera Tucker a line out of UCS USC uh on the number 13 pick but besides that I really don't think their offensive line improved that much is uh Rob Sala the coach there now yes that's true that, that is a good point I thank you because I, I think if anything, the culture change you get, it's it's from him. I think he he has huge potential to be a, a head coach in the NFL. So yeah, and obviously I we mean, know like, even if it's not all Zach Wilson or something, it's like he could probably put something together, get some people motivated. True, maybe he'll get more of his players than we expect. Uh, he's obviously a defensive minded coach. He's a defensive coordinator on the 49ers, so we kind of need to see how his offense is going to work. Um, but that, yeah, I think it's it starts with the culture shift. It's just this year, I don't really see a great outlook for them. Uh, JB, what do you think about the Jets? Uh, Jets gonna jet. Jets That's gonna jet. Day. All right, <laughs> Brett, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not very high on Zach Wilson. I'll be honest. Like, I, I agree with you that he's like he's a solid quarterback, and I think he looks pretty good, like from the preseason and everything. But was he deserving in the number two pick? Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, same kind of thought process for me. Like. I, I say I said the the solid thing with like a little bit of optimism, but literally just for like <laughs> solid seven and asterisk. nine, which is like huge for the Jets. But that's in three years too, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I I see like I I don't see solid being so bad he gets fired his first year, but I also don't see him like good enough to. 
And that's, I don't really do anything with the Jets. And that's kind of my point with the offensive line. It's like Zach Wilson, I do think he's a solid QB, but if he has a hand in his face, if he's getting sacked and pressured every freaking down, is he really going to be able to be that good? I don't know. And they don't really have a good running running backs. Uh, I mean, they picked up Corey Davis, which is nice at wide receiver, but their defense is, is very sus. Like, they have a lot of work to do. It, let's but just like say you said, that. Zach, Zach has to scramble, like, practically every down. He can't yeah. even sling it to Corey Davis. So I right. also have a huge, a huge problem with, like, teams that are down bad and they kind of go for, like, the second-best receiver on a team. Like, I mean, like, I, don't get me wrong. I actually love Corey Davis. But, like, I have, I have this whole fear that, like, either the team's going to be so bad that, like, he won't be able to, like, perform well mm-hmm. or uh, even uh, – he may not like do as well without having the potential. You get one v ones because Derrick Henry's rushing, or, or AJ Brown's like across from AJ you, or, yeah. Or like the safety's helping because Johnny Smith's a big body in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Now like, all eyes are on him, of, pretty much. Now, now it's literally like I, I couldn't tell you who is going to take that. Tevin Coleman is not going to take. <laughs> six, I mean, like Coleman, I've, Coleman's a decent running back, but like. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not going to take all that attention away from him. Corey Davis is going to have to like be against the best can, corners now. Can anyone name uh, another wide receiver on the Jets? Uh, oh, Crowder. Ooh. Yes, Crowder. That was a good one. Anybody else, though? <laughs> uh, that was my see. guess because Crowder is – I've seen to find Crowder always on my fantasy team yep. because all my receivers get hurt, and then I get upset, and I hate the Jets even more. Yep. And that's the problem. Uh, I mean – Brett, Brett I was brought him. Name Elijah Moore as another wide receiver. Did you actually know that? Yeah, I actually did know Jay Crowder. No, I was talking about <laughs> Elijah. I'm talking to JV. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, I did not. But yeah, exactly. I want to say Brett. <laughs> Brett, you brought up uh, the point about like the second wide receiver. I mean, that's kind of what happened ish to Jamison Crowder. He was on the. He was on. Ooh, I almost dropped the R word. He was on the football team. <laughs> he was on the football team. Great, great slot receiver there. And then he signs a big contract with the Jets. And I think he's had like one good year. And just like he hasn't. And I, I put that mainly up to the Jets. I know he's a good wide receiver, but. Well, yeah. even then, I'd, I'd say another one is like, uh, and again, staying on the Jets kind of thing is uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Like Robbie Anderson by the uh, Panthers because they're like, oh, he's, he's going to be our number one guy. Thank God. He, I mean, he's still he's still all right. I mean, like he panned out very well, but not because he's a number one receiver. It's because the DJ Moore started playing good, and then Christian McCaffrey's an issue. Mm-hmm. True. So very true. I, I would say yeah, that that one's like as the other close like thought of what that could be to me. But like, I really hope for the best because I think Corey Davis is a beast. But he's definitely gonna need like someone else to be like a superstar over there mm-hmm. to like yeah. really excel. Very true. We'll see how the young guys over over at the Jets do. But we have to do prediction time. And I want to start with Varsity Connor because this is his team's division. Uh, Varsity Connor, what is your outlook for the AFC East this year? Uh, I think Buffalo repeats as uh, champions. Uh, you know, I the, the, the Homer in me wants to say, oh, yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins you know, they, they'll, 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 they'll take it down to the wire. But I think Buffalo right now is as close to a Super Bowl contender as they've been since the early 90s. Since Joe um, I, I, I think if as long as – I think the only thing it, it hinges on is Jonathan Allen. If 
he is even Josh assembled Allen. to the court. Josh, oh my God. <laughs> Josh. Jonathan Allen, I was like. Jonathan Allen, wow. That's, I'm, I'm already ahead. I'm already thinking of the Washington yeah. football team. Yeah, the next Wow, look next at me. Version. Anyway. Um, good producer. That's a good no, producer. No, I think they're. I think they're gonna. I think if Josh Allen is even close to the QB that he was uh, last year, I think there's nothing to worry about. That being said, if he falls kind of back to what his career average has been before last year, then I get a little bit nervous. But otherwise, there's you know this team's got a good receiving core. I think they've got a good running back room. Uh, their defense is, is what. Legitimately makes me nervous for Tua and the Dolphins this year. Um, I think they will. I think they'll win the division. I think they're going to have a, a, a top a top five record in the league. Uh, I like their I like their I like the, how their schedule breaks down. They kind of get to feast on the on the lesser teams. There is a little bit of an interesting stretch here um, from week two to week six. You know, you, you play Miami in Miami. Um, that I think that'll kind of be a, a gauge game of see how far the Dolphins have grown. Then you play against Washington, and that's not – I don't think that's an easy game. I think Washington's defense is really good. You get your breather versus Houston, which is a win. Uh, and then you got the, the Chiefs and the Titans. And I think the Bills, if they split that that little set there between the Chiefs and the Titans, I think they'll be in great position. But I think there's a realistic cha- uh, scenario where they could win both of those games. Um, yeah. uh, and again, they're both, they're both on the road. They're on the road for both, but I, I just really like the Bills' uh, chances this year. Not only just to win the division, but I think they could make a deep playoff run. Uh, next in the division is uh, my Dolphins. I think this year they finally get back to the playoffs. I think they get. I think they get over 12 wins, or, or not over 12, but over 10 Whoa. wins. Get to 12 wins. They could get to. I <laughs> think a lot of dirt on your chip there, buddy. <laughs> there is a chance. I think there is a chance that they get. I think there's a chance they could get to like 13 wins. I think there's a chance of that. 13. Uh, I think. I think there's a chance that there's an extra game this year. (laughs) There's an extra game this year. I thought I was delusional with the Jags. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were, you are, you still are, you still are. I still (laughs) am, but first off, you still are one. I have them going 12 and five on this, but Mm -hmm. let me read to you their schedule. Okay. You've got the Patriots to start the year off. Mac Jones first game in the NFL versus a very good Dolphins defense from last year. Didn't lose that much. We've got the Colts minus Carson Wentz. And possibly minus their guard in week four. Yeah, we've got the Raiders. Them. Week... All right. <laughs> we got the Raiders. We got the Raiders in week three. We got Jacksonville week six. Then we got Atlanta. We got Houston on the schedule. We got the Jets twice. We have the Giants. We have the Panthers. We have the Saints. Like this mm. is not that difficult mm. of a schedule. Like, uh, okay, they play some contenders in Tampa Bay and obviously Buffalo twice, which is not fun. And you know Tennessee, Tennessee and, and Baltimore. I still Tennessee think Baltimore. the Saints are going to be somewhat of Sa- Saints are up in the air. It depends. It depends think... if we get like crab legs. I don't. I, I'm not going to say that's an easy win. I'm not saying they can't beat them, but I'm not saying it's an easy win. I think. I think they. I think they can handle the Saints without a problem. Okay. I think. I, th- I think the Dolphins' schedule is very favorable to them. It's. It starts. So it starts is that the game when you run... break something because like the Dolphins are going to lose? <laughs> it's no. That it's game will probably favorable. be the Falcons' game. I agree it's favorable, <laughs> but I don't think they get 13 wins. Yeah, 13 I, is no, a my projection, that's my ceiling. My projection yeah, okay. is them getting 12. My ceiling is 13. Lot. I think it is possible oh, for them so to get they 13. They say the ceiling is the roof. 
<laughs> Michael Jordan, the goat. The goat. <laughs> Last day at seven o'clock on ESPN. <laughs> Don't give them free promo on something so they can go back and listen through us and say, "Hey, wait a minute! They said, come on, man, one time.'" <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. But the next team on my list you got the Patriots. I think they go eight and nine, and I might be—I might be giving them a little bit too much credit. They have a. Again, they have a rough ske- They have a they have a rougher schedule, but I think they'll win. I think they'll be able to eke out some wins. Um, I think they might surprise the Buccaneers just because it's. I feel like Bill Belichick will find a way to win that game. <laughs> I think Man. that's going to be. His, I think that's going to be their Super Bowl is Week Four, but um, <laughs> I, I I I just don't think they did enough in the off season to really significantly impact their chances. And then in dead last, I have the Jets, who I don't think are going to get above uh, two wins. And I th- wow, and just 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 for shits and giggles, I have the, I have them in my projection as tying the Texans because I think that'd be that'd be a beautiful way to kind of bring the season to a close, like towards week twelve, everything's starting to heat up in the playoffs. But then you you tune into the Jets, Houston, and you think, you know what? I want a nice six six tie. Yeah, a nice six six tie. I mean, that would be that would be honestly hilarious. I'm all for it as long as it's the Jets and the Texans, not any like real team. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, you want the, you want the two you want the two uh, was were they uh, bishop you want the two bishop, bishop sycamores, sycamores of the uh, of the NFL to yeah, tie. Exactly. So that's, that's the idea. Exactly. All right, uh, JV Connor, what are your predictions for the AFC East? And try to be a little quicker about it. Yeah. So I think I think we're. I think we're all going to be in agreement on placement of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, that the I'm going to I'm going to make a, a bold prediction now, and I say that AFC East is due to repeat their records, or at least pretty dang close, from last year. So I yeah. say the Bills win like more than 12 games. I think the Dolphins. The ceiling for me, or the ceiling is the roof, is about 11. <laughs> for me um but i i think like nine or ten is probably where they where they sit mm-hmm. patriots six to eight and then jets like maybe they squeak out three so yeah that's where i'm at wow all right brett what are you what are your predictions all right so i'm definitely off from what they're like talking about <laughs> i actually think that uh the bills are gonna regress oh Ooh. josh allen hater over here I mean, I hate Josh Allen too, but <laughs> I don't know if I hate him. I don't know how I feel about him. Not I mean, a real, not a real quarterback. That was a rocket. <laughs> I remember. But, I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. If the Bills uh, do the same. I think that. I mean, with Cole Beasley on your team, you're basically playing with a biohazard. Uh, <laughs> So I, and they, they, I just feel like they always get some weird injury in between or like so, something that happened. I mean, still COVID around all those random things. I think something's just going to go wrong for them. Maybe another like uh, Cardinals, like Hail Mary kind of play to like throw off everything. Like 12 or 11. But you still think they're number one in the division though? No, I, I, no, for, I think they're for sure still mm-hmm. number one in the division. But I actually think this is where I kind of shake mine up a little or it's still kind of same order, but shake up like wins and stuff. I think that the thing that's going to hold the bills back is like tough divisional games. Mm. So I think that I like one of the things I, we didn't go over we the Patriots talk for so long. Didn't want to like split it up, but I guess it ties in. I think Matt, like Judon is like a huge addition to their defense. 
That defense is going to be loaded. Playing them twice a year, especially in New England one of those times. Like, with that defense, I think that you could rattle Josh Allen or maybe just have a really good defensive game because when the Bills can't score, they can't do, like, really fucking anything. Then the Dolphins come in, and I think they have, like, probably, like, around, like, 10 wins in them. Maybe, like, a, 11 is my ceiling, I guess, for them. Kind of, like, but I think, I think again, the division's going to be tough. Like, there's going to be a lot of, like, games traded. Uh, I think the Patriots, they're, they're one of the hardest ones for me because I'm like, they're either going to – I don't think they're in the playoff picture, but – they're going to be, like, chilling with, like, maybe, like, nine wins or whatever, get a couple tough divisional games. But I just don't see Mac Jones as being the guy there. Like, uh, I don't know. I just don't think he's that proven yet. He's not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> You're not that guy. I mean, yeah. At least in my eyes. But, uh, and then I, I think the Jets, I want to give uh, Salah, like, a little benefit of the doubt. I think he can get a couple more wins, so he might have, like, five. Five, okay. extra game. Yeah, extra game in the season. <laughs> wow. Just <laughs> someone lacking in weeks week uh, – 18 somebody's gonna be like ah fuck it we don't need to play nobody <laughs> i will say i feel like sala could have like a brian flores type first year where everyone's like ah yeah they're gonna go in 16 and then they somehow manage like five or six wins and it's like oh, like, well, like win a couple this. games they should and then win maybe one other game mm -hmm. like that they maybe shouldn't have or like against like a mid team or like a wild card level team that's what i was gonna but say yeah. about, about the jets i think sala can get bring them to one win but i really think that one win is like the third win <laughs> So uh, well, I don't I don't know about like them going like one in fifteen or one in sixteen or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like they might take one in the division from anyone really, and then they might have like a couple like shitty games in the schedule, like the Texans or something. Mm -hmm. And then they they win that game because they're supposed to. And then there's always like every year you have that one wild card team that just loses a game they fucking shouldn't. Last year like the Rams losing to the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, every year there's a wild card team that drops a bad game, and I think the Jets could be that bad game. <laughs> there you go. They're primed for it. All right, I'll go through. I'll go through my predictions real quick. I'm kind of in agreement with JV Connor there. I think I really think the their their kind of win totals are going to be right where they're at. I think Buffalo's right around 13. Miami's right at 10, um, vying for that playoff position there. Um, Patriots, I don't see the, the problem is yes, their defense is going to be good, but Mac Jones, again, what Brett said, unproven there. We'll see how he goes. I think he's going to be solid, but I don't think it's going to be that great to bring, especially in to, uh, to beat, you know, the Miami teams, the Buffalo teams. Um, so I think they're going to be at maybe even six wins there. I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe six or seven there. And then the Jets, like I said, Sala maybe gives them an extra one. So maybe three, three wins there. Um, but I'm not too high on, on the Jets. Yeah, the tie, right? The tie's in there, right, Neil? They have oh, to... shit. <laughs> I would have thrown in the tie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe think, think about it now. Yeah, no, I got so... them five. Uh, oh, five wins still. Six and one. There we go. Those are, no, that's, those aren't numbers. Those aren't numbers. <laughs> those are not real numbers. No, that's his official prediction. We have to move on. We have to move on. So sorry. That's your official prediction. Um, five, six, and one, and that's when they kick him out of the league. <laughs> like, that's when they, that's when they lose their spot like soccer. Exactly. Exactly. Get relegated. All right. Well, that is our preview for the AFC East. Let's move on to the best division of football, baby. The, the NFC most East. The most competitive. The most competitive. Um, man, where to begin? I guess we'll begin with the winners of the division last year. The Washington football team. They went 7-9 and nine last year. Their strength of schedule this year is ranked 15th. Uh, right in the middle of the pack there. 
Um, obviously, some key additions here. Um, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick away from Miami. They signed William Jackson III from the Bengals. Really like that pickup. Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. Also really like that pickup. Um, Eric Flowers and Adam Humphreys. Um, they had I like I really like their draft. Obviously, I'm a homie, so I don't. <laughs> I, I I was high on the draft. Um, some key departures. Obviously, Alex Smith retired. Ronald Darby in that cornerback position left them to go to the Broncos. That's going to be missed. Morgan Tom or Morgan Thomas. Morgan Moses. He was a staple on the offensive line there for since like 2015, but he's moving on. And Ryan Kerrigan, ooh, the all-time leader in sacks for the Washington bleep. Um, they no beds. exactly. They, he's he's decided to move on. Well, both teams, uh, both sides have decided to move on. He actually signed with the Eagles, which we'll talk about in a minute. Go birds. Um, Ruben Foster, Michael Kendricks, Baby Monroe. Yeah, um, I, I'll go first, obviously. But I think, well, actually, we're not doing predictions, but not yet. I'm. I'm really high on these guys. Obviously, I think this this team had a great defense, and uh, I mean, we replaced Darby with William Jackson III. I think that's actually an upgrade there. Uh, we shore up our offense, signing Curtis Samuel. Um, we uh, Diami no Diami Brown out of North Carolina. I think he's going to be nice, like third or fourth guy wide receiver there as well. Jamin Davis, I'm excited about. He's a freak athlete at the linebacker position, and that's probably our weakest. Uh, core there in Washington is the linebacker position, at least on the defense. So I'm I'm happy to see what he could do there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what these guys do. Ron Rivera, let's go Riverboat. Um, who else wants to talk about the football team? Nobody. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, get honestly, a name, I'm... loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean honestly, after after what they kind of proved last year a little bit, like especially with their defense, I'm. I'm pretty high on them right now too, and you know, then you have with that seven and nine record. <laughs> I mean, first of the division, right? First of the right? division, baby. Yeah, and a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, are we gonna? We'll talk about your team later. Yeah, anyway. we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I said what I. Said. We'll talk about those losers. <laughs> but I don't know. I I like them kind of shoring up, uh, like you said with the draft, like some of those defensive and offensive positions, um, and then the Fitz magic and mm -hmm. Curtis Samuel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like a lot of the moves they've made and um, just, yeah. I mean, go unnamed team, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett, is that all you have to say about them? They suck seven or nine. No, they're, they're not <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. I can, I'll get into later. <laughs> okay. Well, I do. I do want to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm really happy he's here. I like. I just like his personality. Um, I do want to say I am a real. I, well, I'm somewhat realistic about it. I feel like that. Like, yeah, he's obviously not the answer. We're not going to go, you know, crazy twelve and whatever. Like, I realize he's as much as he's going to win us games, he's also going to lose us games because that's what he does. Um, but I mean, compared to the the quarterback carousel we've had in the last few years, it's a nice to have somewhat of a stable quarterback there who veteran who knows what he's doing and he's got, an, he's got an arm on him and it's going to be nice to see him just dropping dimes as Samuel and Terry McLaurin there. Uh, varsity, do you have anything to add about the football team before we move on? Um, I think there, oh, I, 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 as I'm hearing the, uh, the echoes of Brett's, uh, the Philly fandom, I'm reminded to, uh, taper my expectations of this team. Uh, but no, I actually think they're in a good spot 
Um, the only thing I kind of, like, I think their defense is really good. I like Rivera. I think, I think he's going to have them on the right track. Um, the only area that concerns me that's in the back of my mind is Fitzpatrick always balls out before a contract year and then he stinks mm-hmm. and then he goes somewhere else and then he balls out in a contract year, gets his money. So I, so I think he's a good guy, but I mean, there's just a trend in his career where that seems to happen a lot, and I worry that he takes a step back to his average as opposed to last year where in Miami he was at his above average. Um, mm-hmm. And then I kind of worry a little bit about kind uh, of Rivera. Ron Rivera kind of has a similar like lifespan, not not necessarily a contract year, but like. Oh, he has really good years where he overachieves. He's able to get teams to where they need to be. Everything clicks. And then there's the downward spirals of, oh, well, the team can't put it together. Um, I would be a little bit more comfortable if they had another plan other than Fitzpatrick in case he gets. It's called Heineke, bro. Yeah, I'm not scold. I'm not scold. Anyway, ODU's uh, finest. <laughs> if they would have, if they would have found something, I think maybe in the free agency or draft, and maybe maybe they bring back, maybe they bring back Cam Newton or something on like a flyer for nothing, or you know, bring in some other free agent QB. I don't know, but I do kind of worry a bit about the QB uh, situation if if Patrick regresses or if he gets injured. But other than that, I think I think again, like I've said, I think the last couple predictions, I think their defense is going to be back in the top ten again this year i think that's i think that's kind of going to be the light bulb of their team uh is how well that defense can play and uh you know with the the the, the silver lining is with Fitzpatrick as your quarterback he is he does have the ability to be a game manager so you know if if if, if you need to win a game like uh you know 18 to to six i mean Fitzpatrick's is a, a just fine quarterback just to kind of cruise an offense down there while you're and give your defense some 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 breather but i still think they're going to be uh in the mix for a playoff spot or if not top of the division yeah now one thing going against them because i still think they're going to win the division i'll give away my prediction there but one thing going against them this year uh well is that the nfc east has not had a repeat uh division winner since like 2004 yeah <laughs> so Go Birds, baby. Go Birds. Yeah. Go Birds. So, so I think that's like just history is going against them, honestly. But um, just existing. It just existed. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm definitely fanboying out. I'm really high on them this year. So I think they're going to break it. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to the second team in the division. The Giants <laughs> somehow, someway got second in the division. Uh, <laughs> six and ten last year. Their strength of schedule this year is ranked at 25th. Uh, so key additions they got Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions, um, Adoree Jackson, Kevin Rudolph, uh, Devontae Booker, John Ross. Um, had a, had a decent draft, I would say. Uh, I got the Kadarius Tony out of Florida there in the first round. Um, now some key departures here. We have Kevin Zeitler, the right guard, Colt McCoy, obviously key departure there. Um, <laughs> Golden Tate. <laughs> Uh, I mean, again, we don't have too much going on because I don't think a lot really happened besides maybe, you know, the wide receiver core getting short up there. But I think the biggest question on this is who is Danny Dimes and how good is he going to play this year? Uh, uh, Varsity Connor, what do you have on the, the Giants here? I think they're going – I'm going to give away my prediction since you gave away your prediction on Washington. <laughs> I think they're going to be bottom of the barrel. I don't think they're going to do very well. And I think it, it all stems from, and this will test who's been listening to our show, 
a couple weeks back, we talked about how there were all those there was a massive fight in training camp that was a little bit more than an everyday scrap, and then all a rash of retirements and Joe Judge making the team run. And I'm just not convinced. I think they kind of lucked into the second place spot. I am not yeah, sold no, on no, Daniel they could have Jones. Got the first place spot if it wasn't for the goat himself, <laughs> Nate Sudfield. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but. I just don't I don't I, I, I don't know what what they've done to really convince me that they're they're ready to take the next step forward. Even if that next step is so much as, oh, we're gonna be a cut we're gonna be fringe playoff or oh we're gonna get a couple more wins this year. Um like Galladay's a good receiver, but also I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. That offensive line the Giants the last couple of days have been trading and picking up all these different pieces because what they've seen in preseason and training camp hasn't looked good. I don't know. We don't know what Saquon Barkley is going to look like coming off of that uh, injury. Uh, we don't even know if he's coming back week one, when, what his timetable looks like. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty with this team and with a, a lot of uncertainty plus a young quarterback uh, usually – does not bode well. So I have them, uh, you know, stinking it up right at the bottom. They can join their counterparts in uh, with the Jets and sit at the bottom of their division. <laughs> they they do like to to be right around the same, right? The Giants and the Jets there. Brett, what are your thoughts on the Giants this year? Um, my big thing is that isn't it hysterical that they kind of stumbled into second place and you're like, I don't know how they got into second place. When you're like, oh, they yeah. should have been third or fourth. But you're like, oh, it's because they didn't get first place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How horrible our division is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shit show. But, sure. uh, I mean, like, I looked at the additions. I'm like, oh, the Giants might be good. And then I was like, oh, wait, they still have Daniel Jones. They're not. Yeah, exactly. So, like, man, I think, <laughs> Great take. I think I'm third, maybe fourth. Yeah. Well, we're not really giving predictions. Wow. All those fact- oh, well, damn. Well, I, I don't think good of them. There you well, go. I like it. I don't think good of them. Nice. Uh, JB, what do you got I don't on the? Think they're no gooder <laughs> on the Giants. Hallelujah, brother. That's all I got for the Giants. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Right. I, I do want to mention. Uh, I mean, uh, Varsity kind of touched on it real quick too. Uh, there, Saquon Barkley is supposed to come back. But man, their defensive or the offensive line, it was I think Pro Football Focus ranked them dead last last year. Like they are not a great offensive line. Uh, what are you just gonna give it to Saquon every time because he can't trust Danny Dimes to make a throw? Like, not high on these Giants, man. Not at all. Gonna feed the guy with a uh, with a busted up uh, uh, leg injury on an offensive line that might not be able to protect from. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I also want to note that Brett's contrib- contributions so far have been the Jets' final record of being 5-6-1 and one before they get relegated <laughs> and what I can only describe as superior grammar on the uh, Giants. It's been great. It's been great. Sometimes my intelligence is frightening. <laughs> frightening is definitely the word I would use. Um, let's talk Cowboys then, see if there's higher hopes for these guys. 6-10 uh, and 10 last year, their strength of schedule is 31st. Dead, second of dead last. Um, some key additions here. We got they picked up Keanu Neal from the Falcons, um, Carlos Watkins, uh, Terrell Basham. Basham. Uh, they picked up Michael Parsons in the draft. Their number twelve pick. Um, I think a lot of people like him. He's going to be a nice uh, linebacker there. 
some key departures here. We have Andy Dalton. Uh, Sean Lee retired. That's a big loss for their defense. Even not like, I mean, he was injured last year, but even just leadership wise, I think that's a huge loss. Um, Alden Smith out of the edge. Xavier Rhodes uh, left as well. I mean, yeah, those are some key guys on defense there that, that, that are leaving. Um, I think these Cowboys, Dak Prescott coming off of injury. We're not even sure if he's, I mean, are, is it, is it, are we sure that he's starting week one? I, I don't even know right now. I think this offense is actually hopefully going to make a bounce back. I mean, hopefully for them, obviously I hate them, but, um, <laughs> I, I hate them, but like, I, I think the offense is going to make a comeback. Dak's back. Um, Zeke back their offensive line hopefully stays healthy this year um and they have a really nice wide receiver core i mean they have um cd lamb there they have what is the other guy's name jesus why am i forgetting his name um amari cooper thank you amari cooper and cd lamb um dak dak is i mean he can sling it if he's healthy so i think the offense is going to make somewhat of a comeback but this defense i think actually got worse so i'm not too high on that for them um yeah, yeah. JV, what do you have for the Cowboys, man? I have, I think, a, a little bit more hope for them. I agree with you, um, at least on, like, the defensive side. I definitely think that, yeah, drafting Micah Parsons was uh, huge for them, but obviously doesn't, like, make up for what they lost all the way. And then, um, I don't know, I, for some reason, I just have, like, this, like, gut feeling that Dak is going to be A-OK. A-OK. You and every other Cowboys fan. They're always they're always overdoing it as far as predictions go. Well, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but yep. that's that's what I've got. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Brett, what do you have on the the freaking Cowboys? I, I agree with you. Their defense got worse. Worse. I mean, off, offense could be better, or like it, it could be better than last year. And you Ezekiel know, Elliott looked like he dropped some weight. Yeah, and I have to say, guys, uh, watching Hard Knocks, it's like I I used to like Mark McCarthy. But like I don't know, all this stuff coming out before he got fired in, in in Green Bay, and now watching him on Hard Knocks, I really don't like Mark McCarthy. <laughs> like, I I, th- I think the Cowboys consistently hire coaches that like to hold them back. Yeah, they're like self like, like a like self inflicting pain or whatever. Like like the last time I can think of is I might have had like six months of respect for Wade Phillips at one point, but like <laughs> since <laughs> since then, just non-existent. Six months, yeah. No, I I'm not very not liking Mike McCarthy a lot. Uh, uh, Varsity, what do you have on the Cowboys this year? What's their outlook looking like? You know, before Hard Knocks came on, I thought that they would that they had a really good chance to just run away with this division, no problem. And then the more I kept watching Hard Knocks, I kept on seeing, wow, this is gonna be bad. Holy shit, this is gonna be bad. That being said, they play in a crappy division. Thirty first, thirty first ranked strength of schedule. Be, the, their schedule is super weak. I think I agree with you and Brett. Their secondary is terrible. Their I think whole their team defense, is terrible. Their defense has got their defense is terrible. The secondary is terrible. I think they are going to be in a shootout maybe every other game. I like even te- I think even teams that don't have a decent quarterback are going to be firing lasers against them. So I, I think their offense is the key here. I think they're basically going to be the Atlanta Falcons circa two years ago where it was there's no defense, but also Matt Ryan can still sling it, you know, 400 yards a game. So mm-hmm. if Dak Prescott can sling it 400 yards a game and Zeke Elliott can run it for a while and you can keep pace scoring-wise, sure, why not? They can win some games, but th- don't expect any help from the defense. I, I think they're, that's what's going to do them in down the line. Yeah, uh, very much agree with that. <laughs> well... 
Now, let's talk about the next team, guys. This team has fallen from grace so hard. <laughs> this team has the 32nd hardest, the 32nd easiest. No, wait. The, the, they have the easiest schedule this year. Yes, sir. They have the easiest schedule this year. And I don't see them winning that many games anyways. But we have the Eagles. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. They were 4-10-1 last year. Go Buds. Go Buds. Um, go Buds. <laughs> let's, let's go through the, what their offseason kind of looked like. The They added uh, just recently, they traded for Gardner Minshew. So he's starting week three for sure. Um, Anthony Harris, the Shut safety. <laughs> Anthony Harris, the safety there. Uh, Joe, elite quarterback, Flacco, they also signed. Starting six. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Eric Wilson, uh, Steven Nelson, the old cornerback from the Steelers, and Ryan Kerrigan, again, the Washington football team's all-time leading sack. Um, their draft was, uh, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, they had to pick number 10, Devontae Smith there. He's been injured this preseason, but should come back, and he should be ready for week one, right? Um, is yeah. what I've heard. Um, and then, yeah, so key departures. Obviously, we talked about it in the Colts episode, but Carson Wentz got traded there. Alshon Jeffrey, I think, retired. Uh, That's Deshaun, not a loss. It's a benefit. Deshaun Jackson, he left. Um, Malik Jackson, Vinnie Curry, Jason Peters, the longtime Eagle. Um, surprised he hasn't retired before this year, but yeah. Um, He's on the Bears now. Oh, is he still playing? I just assumed yeah, he retired. He's on the Bears. <laughs> I just the Bears assumed. Got someone heard. No, he's on the Bears. I wow, wow. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of alluded to it when I introduced them, but I'm not very high on the Eagles this year. I actually, I'm a really big fan of Gardner Mitchell. I think, I don't know. I guess, yes, let's see what Hurts can do. Um, I think there's still a lot of questions about him. But once Hurts uh, has a terrible game and i think it's mostly because of the team around him i think hers is still a good team a good player then i think they'll bring gardner Minshew in eventually and he's still not gonna be that great but he's gonna look a little bit better maybe maybe we'll see i can't believe that you think that like jalen hurts isn't gonna start like the whole year i don't think i don't think jalen hurts and again i don't think it's because of jalen hurts i think it's because this team around them well, really is like think is about good. last year he had the couple games that he did end up starting mm-hmm. he, I, was, he had like uh like 300 yards passing i think he's gonna be running around a lot i think he's going to be doing some magic and then he might get injured or he might be injured many, injured, would make sense. <laughs> injured he might get he might throw a few too many picks one game or two games in a row like and then they just try to bring in Gardner in there. Um, I mean, why else would they draft or trade for him, right? <laughs> like, I think they think Joe Flacco's abysmal. I mean, that's and if you do it, or or even you could be on the thought process. You're like, well, if Jalen Hurts is gonna be good and we're like horrible, then he's probably gonna get himself hurt. And yeah. if we're trying to be like average, or like trying to be above average, then we're gonna need like a decent backup. Like, it can't be. Or Even Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. He can't be this old, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I predicted the Gardner Minshew trade. I just thought it was going to be to somebody else. Um, so maybe they just yeah, got him for exactly. more trade bait. Like some team is yeah. desperate for a quarterback in the middle of the season. Um, um, but we we have we have a really easy schedule this year. Which, which that's I true. Personally like the easiest. I, I think uh, with the like Devonta Smith coming in and then our whole O line being healthy again. I was big like, on them. They were injured all last year. I would say Brandon year. Brooks, Blaine Johnson, 
even when we got Peters back for a second, he got hurt. Uh, what was uh Dillard or whatever? Mm-hmm. He he got he was hurt. Like our whole line was hurt, besides Kels. But like, but Kelsey, wait, is Kelsey still in the team? Did he retire? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's still no, no, he's okay. still center. Okay. I I think that with a healthy O line again, Jalen Hurts will actually be able to like do his thing mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I, and, I mean, uh, I gotta say, I am rooting for him. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to make that clear. I'm rooting for the guy. Say, I just I'll, think I'll, I'll the team more, is. I'll get more into it with the like predictions, I guess. But I mean, if you want to, if you want to get in more right now, you can. I'll say, well, I'm, well it, it kind of like goes off like my predictions. Okay. Like, the Eagles and like Washington and stuff. This team this year. <laughs> All right, JV. What are, what are your thoughts on the Eagles? I'll be honest. Haven't really paid attention to them. So fair. Fly Eagles, fly. Fly Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs> Go birds. Go Bloods. Varsity, what do you got? I don't think they're going to do that great this year, but I I think they're going to be stuck in a spot where they'll be in a decent draft pick at the end of the year, but not a great one. I do not like their new head coach. I think that was a stupid decision of, well, let's see, uh, Doug Peterson worked uh, for a bit, so we had to can him, but you know who that was really running that offense was Frank Wright, and that guy, he he worked for Frank Wright, so he's got to be good. They kind of just pulled him yeah. out of, you know, nothingness. So I think they're, I think they're, co- I think coaching is going to hold them back despite them having an easier schedule. As you said, I just don't see the consistency I'd want to see. I think they're receiving. Course Actually, I, pretty I think I said they have the easiest schedule, but yeah, even with that easy schedule, I'm saying they, I, I don't, I don't think their receiving core is, is still quite there yet. I'm still not sold on their offensive line quarterbacks probably my one of the least area concerns i have for them i think jalen hurts if you give him some time to develop into something i think he could be a uh, serviceable qb in the league and if not you have Minshew, who is a nice uh, transitional piece uh, what kind of questions right do you have about our o-line we have four former pro bowlers on our o-line yes but i've heard that story for the eagles before yeah i've heard that story for the eagles before I've, I've heard. Nah, I don't know. They, they, or I mean, if they get hurt again, fuck it. Yeah, rip us. I've I've heard I've heard that story before with the Eagles. Uh, does, does the dream team ring any bells, Brett? Yeah, no. So I'm I'm not super high on them particularly. Uh, I think they'll still win some some win, some games, but I think for me, they're I think they're they haven't addressed enough of their needs. I, I think I would agree with a lot of that. They're I mean, we didn't talk a lot about their defense. They still have some big names there, obviously like Fletcher Cox. Um, but I I just don't think I think they have a lot of holes. Their secondary doesn't look great. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot. Uh, Brett, I want predictions, and I want you to start. Oh, okay. So I think. Either Washington or the Eagles will have about 10 wins. Ooh. Either one will, will flip-flop with, like, the last couple games of the season when, like, all that uh, – especially in the NFC East, all the division games get really, like, played. 10 but wins? I think you think the Eagles are going to – might get 10 I, wins? 10 and se- – because it's 10 and 7 now, I guess. Uh-huh. Or, the or like, so the 17 games or whatever. Right. So I, I, I think that both the Eagles and Washington would go 10 and 7. Because I, I think Washington will end up losing games they shouldn't. Not necessarily in the division, mm-hmm. but like, they, well, but like some uh, some other games they're mm-hmm. playing might just be like, oh, okay, well, you really should have beat that guy, but mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick had his bad throw, or you yeah. started Heineke or something. No, I I agree, and, and I want to point out the Washington football team. Their they their strength of schedule is fifteenth, and I think it's in the midpoint because out of the division they actually have somewhat of a tough schedule. 
I mean, we play the Chiefs, the Packers, and then a week later, the Bucks. Like in a row, we play the Bills, the Chargers. Like it's not an easy schedule, except for yeah. when we play our division. I guess it's, it's the strength. I would say, but even even then, like the I'd say that it's like the biggest blessing and the biggest curse of the NFC East is that like the division games are always sloppy. Yeah, so, that's like, the it thing. Could, it, it, <laughs> it could be both teams three turnovers, and it'd be like seventeen fourteen, or it could be. 35 38 like incredible like qb play all this random stuff from a terrible so, like, from a team who's been terrible all year but all of a sudden they show yeah. up yeah exactly. yeah they just decide oh fuck it <laughs> oh we're playing the cowboys we might as well oh, show up the cowboys time to burn it back to, time to burn it down <laughs> yeah exactly uh so well, what about those cowboys where do you think them and the giants are going to be i think the cowboys maybe like the nine or eight wins wow like i i just think mike mccarthy is such a horror <laughs> like that their defense is so bad but i don't if Dak doesn't come back at 100 percent, that's an issue if zeke doesn't bounce back after such a like mm-hmm. a underachieving year last year that's gonna be a problem the, the defense is a problem not, not gonna be it is <laughs> Like they got, I I just don't understand how they got worse. I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, Keanu Neal might not be a bad pickup. But then I was like, oh, he's expected to do fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, he's like for them. He he really like they they lost like strength on the D line. Like, I think that they'll get into shootouts, but the Cowboys are too notorious for just turning it over in games to ever win shootouts. So Dak is gonna have good numbers. Cooper and CeeDee Lamb might even have good numbers. So, like, fantasy-wise, I tell you that, like, <laughs> shit, go all in on the Cowboys. But I think they're going to blow too many games because their defense is going to be so horrible or play calling is just going to fuck them up. Yeah, that's fair. So then and then the Giants, I have no hope in Daniel Jones. <laughs> I, what, I, I want a record. What, what do you think the record's going to be for the Giants? Three I'm, wins. Three four. wins. Wow, okay. I, I don't I I I don't think Saquon comes back super strong right away. Mm-hmm. Either that, they're either gonna have to ease him into it, or he's gonna get hurt again because they're gonna be like Saquon. We need you to do everything. Yeah, that's fair. Because I mean, they added receivers, which is like good, but like Daniel Jones can't get it to him. He can't get it in the end zone, even mm-hmm. though he has fifty yards of open space. Yeah, like. I just they're they're just not good at all. And uh, like I don't think I ever sit there and just go, man, the Giants might win this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I'll give my predictions now for the NFC East. Obviously, I already said it, but obviously, I think the uh, football team is going to be number one. I really don't think they're going to win. I mean, I think they have the potential to, but I don't think they will win more than nine games. I mean, it's kind of up to that. Jeez. Like, you think the rest of the division is going to be that bad? No, no. I think the I think like Fitzpatrick will win you as many games as like he's gonna be. No, but I mean, you said like Washington's got like eight, like eight wins or whatever. Or I said nine. nine I said no. I think I I said I think they have the potential to, but I don't think they will. And it's because of that what I mentioned about their schedule. It's like outside of the division, it's actually pretty tough schedule. So, but but I'd give them the benefit of the doubt that they they'd win a couple games outside of our division. That's fair. Like I could see ten wins, but I think they're. Like you said, you mentioned how, dude, they're gonna do a they're gonna do a football team thing and win and lose some against teams that they should win against. Um, yeah. 
But that being said, I mentioned I mentioned this in a law on an episode a while ago. They their last five games are all division games. So they have like they have it in their desk like it's their it's theirs to lose or win essentially at that point. Yeah, that's that I think that's the perfect wording for it. Yeah. So but again, I think they'll be right about nine win, nine and eight. Um and I'm really excited for that. I mean winning winning season, right? Um, I think the, I think the Cowboys are going to be number two. Um, I think they're going to be right around seven wins. Uh, I agree with everybody. I mean, they're going to shoot out with everybody. Um, the the I I actually think the Eagles are going to take number three here, but I don't think they're going to win ten games. I think they're going to be right around probably six. And then uh, the Giants, I think they're going to be the last, and I think it's going to be about five games for them. I'm not too super high on, on either of those last two teams. Uh, JV, real quick, what do you what do you got for your NFC East? Um, same order as you. I do think that it's going to be kind of a shootout, if you will, or just kind of a, a big battle at the top like it was uh, this past year and like the year before that or whatever. The, anyway, point is that, yeah, it's always, it's always a struggle at the top for the NFC East. Um, but I do have a football team. I have them right around nine games, and – then Cowboys about eight, um, then Eagles seven or eight, um, and then oh. Giants like four. Wow, pretty high on the Eagles as well. Okay, all I'm right. glad we're all very low on the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no no faith there. No hope. no faith, no faith for Joe Judge. Uh, Varsity, uh, in the quickest way you can, what do you have for the NFC East preview or prediction? I have Washington and Dallas at the top, 10 and 7, and I think it's going to come down to a tiebreaker as to who wins it. I think Dallas, if Dallas's offense stays well put together and doesn't you know regress or do anything stupid, I think they're going to win the shootouts they get into. I think they have a very yeah, easy schedule to go through. Washington, I think they can take that next step forward. Defensively, I like I said at the beginning, uh, I think their defense is going to carry them pretty far this season uh and i think fitzpatrick's kind of a good transitional quarterback i would like for them to go like i said i'd like for them to go pick up another quarterback just for the sake of you know fitzpatrick is a very old man by nfl standards so uh, i'd like to have some some kind of proven behind there eagles 6 and 11 again as i said before coaching makes me very nervous with them and i think the giants are going to suck how many wins suck like two wins four Okay, but you know, I will say I had some trouble giving them a win over Chicago. Uh, I think that's crossed up. And uh, what was the other one that I was like, you know, they could win this, but they're also the Giants. Well, I think we're in mostly agreement, except for the fact that uh, Brett here thinks the Eagles are going to win ten games. Um, but besides that, thirty second, it's the eh, easiest game in the league. Fair, oh, fair enough, but. Besides that, uh, like I said, we're all pretty much in agreement there for the NFC East. Um, uh, nobody's going to be watching except for me and Brett, so enjoy the other yes, divisions, sir. guys. I uh, hope they're good. <laughs> enjoy real football. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for the NFC East and AFC East uh, previews, and that's obviously going to do it for all of our division previews. We finished up. Football season is upon us, guys. September 9th. I'm super excited. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and please, uh, thanks for Brett for coming on. Um, if we have any socials we want to shout out, we'll put it in our description there. And, but please go follow our two tight end socials at two 
tight ends. That's the number two. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, all that good stuff. JV, what did we learn today? Yes. Uh, well, if there's anything we've learned today, is that the NFC East will continue to be the shitstorm that it is, and it's just going to be a, uh, a really big shootout at the end between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick for who is the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You're here for coining the term now. Get your goat per- GOAT predictions in now, everybody. That could be merchandise. I would, I would buy it. <laughs> the coach. The coach. Uh, we'll have to like we'll have to spell it weird so you can't get royalties. But um... <laughs> I'm gonna put in the coach font, but with the G. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right, everybody. Until next week. See ya.